Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Okay, I'm not even saying hi to you because I've fucking said hi to you about 50 fucking times and to be quite honest, I'm over it. (laughs) I'm over it too. We're talking about making friends and we're about to start the morning in a bloody fight. (laughs) But it's tech issues fault, not our fault. And we're here now. We're ready to be chirpy. We're ready to help the mamas out. Before we get into it, I do want to start with two things. Number one, We are both extroverts, so I think when we are talking about making friends, we do need to keep that in mind, but unfortunately, introverts out there, if you're in the game for making friends, you are going to have to put yourself out there, and that's just number one. And another thing that I have observed, I think where we live is generally easier to make friends than in cities because I think that if you are living somewhere where a lot of people have grown up, it can be hard to get into friendship groups. But I feel like where we live, other than your husband, basically no one is born and raised there. So I feel like people are generally maybe more welcoming to make friends because they remember not so long ago when they moved to the area. Wow. Do you I was, agree I was with my gonna, preface? Well, I was going to go straight in with highs and lows and you've just gone boom. I know. And we're going to get to highs and lows in a sec, but I think it's important to say that straight up because I think it's one thing for two extroverts to jump on a mic. I mean, our freaking job is to talk and we're here like, how do you make friends? Like for some people that would absolutely freak the shit out of them. So I think we should start with that. I completely, completely concur. And I also want to add that it is, it's almost like for the poor introverts out there wanting to make friends, if they go to a new city or country or wherever they're going, that's new. I feel like they have to be an extrovert to get friends and then they well, have to be I think like, it's oh, like fake I'm- it till you make it, don't you reckon? Yeah. Well, and but that's the whole, like, how's that even possible? Because they're shy for a reason. Yeah. Anyway, highs and lows. How's your week been? Okay, I'm going to get into my lows because we'll just start with the shit and then end with the great. But I cleaned out a fridge on the weekend for my parents because they were coming up and they are now here. But when I opened the fridge, I'm not joking you, it was like, you know, that movie, The Green Mile, and the guy opens his mouth and all the flies come out. It wasn't flies. I don't, but gosh, you've painted enough of a picture for me to know what you're talking about. It was maggots, maggots all over the fridge. Like I'm talking every crevice. It was fucked up. Anyway, I'm sorry. I would burn the whole thing. I could not come back from there. So would I. So would I. But I was like, no, 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 I need to do it. I can't let them walk in and have that fridge like that. So, and I couldn't take it out either because it's like fixed. Anyway, so I, and I would have bought another one, but yeah, I couldn't do it. So I opened the freezer and guess what was in there? What? Mum or dad. 
and they are not admitting it. What, your mum or dad was in the freezer? No, they weren't in the freezer. I haven't chopped them up, but I probably would after them doing this. They left chicken in the freezer and the fridge and freezer turned off. Therefore, it created, or there must have been something that happened, but there were maggots from head to toe of that fridge and I had to pour hot, hot water. I threw bleach in it. I put all the other stuff in the dishwasher on hot twice and then I put it all back. I cleaned it out five times and then I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Like I honestly can't believe I just did that. Now, the other thing that is almost as painful as maggots in a fridge is texters. <laughs> I can't deal with children and texters. Don't make them. Don't ever buy them if you are a friend and want to give, you know, your friend's child like a present. Don't give them crayons and don't give them texters because they end what up What about those washable texters? I've got them, but still I'm still like cleaning stuff up and I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it all. Yeah. I'm really sick of cleaning after that whole organizational episode. I'm now this week like Fuck you all. I don't want to clean. <laughs> Let my life be chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we're recording this via correspondence today because there's been a little bit of like a freak out in Byron about COVID yes. and I want to go down to Melbourne next weekend so I didn't go to Jade's house this week. But really the reason I'm staying away is because I'm worried that you're just layered in like a toxic layer of salmonella, yes. not COVID. I have salmonella. <laughs> poisoning and from I'm your, gonna get from everyone. Your chi- from your chicken maggots. Fuck. I can't even believe it. <laughs> it'll be the next pandemic. It will be. And it'll be all my no, fault. maggots are just they're so fucked up. Anyway, can we move on to your highs? Let's move yeah. away from the maggots. Okay, so my highs, we had school interviews. One, we got to go into the school and have a lovely chat about Billy and how fabulous she is. And then the other one we had to wait for this week and unfortunately COVID happened again and everyone had a meltdown so we weren't allowed in the classroom so we had to do Mia's via phone call. But we were just really proud of both the girls that they're really flourishing at school and considering the year that, you know, or the two years that have just been happening in terms of pandemic and and adjusting and readjusting time and time again, we're really, really... Well, we think we're pretty good parents. Like one of the teachers actually said, she's like, you guys are doing such a wonderful job. And we both looked at each other and smiled. We're like, thank you. We're going to take that. But um, my other one was. Oh, that's so good. I know. And my other one is mum and dad, Mimi and Papa are up. They are here. They're here for Easter. We're so excited. I've got heaps of plans to do fun stuff, but it may or may not happen pending whatever the fuck is happening in Brisbane and Byron. Yeah. Watch this space. But we're definitely not going to get into COVID chat no, on we're this not. podcast. But can you can I just say that I'm sorry, I've come in on this episode quite fiery because we've had a lot of technical issues this morning and I've probably sworn more in this episode than I have over the sixty or so episodes we've had. I promise I will calm down. Sophie, please tell me your highs and lows. I'm worried we're gonna get into the friends chat and you'll be like, friends, <laughs> who the fuck needs them? No I one will. needs who friends. Cares? You don't need friends. <laughs> I'm doing this life alone. You're all shit. <laughs> no, no, 
Tell me your highs and lows. We will calm down, we promise. She's had two coffees and tech issues and that's just a very ramped up way to start the morning. My highs and lows. And I hate running late. Yeah, my low was last week. I had two or so days where I was just so, so anxious, Mm. unbelievably anxious, uncharacteristically anxious for me. And it was just awful to the point one night, like I could not sleep at all. I don't really know what the cause of it was. I got my period the next day. So I don't know if it was related to that, but generally I don't get hectic premenstrual symptoms. Some people have said to me that their premenstrual symptoms got worse and worse with each child. So maybe we'll blame Goldie. But yeah, that was that was a time and it was so weird. You and I caught up that day and you said you'd been feeling similar. Everyone we talked to was just like there is something going on. So we decided to blame the universe rather than take any kind of personal responsibility for the way we were feeling, which is, you know, the real adult thing to do. And then my high of the week, it sounds harsh because it was that Nick went away for five days, but bear with me. It's because Nick and I really parent side by side when we're around, you know, like he's around a lot, he's super hands-on. And I hate that saying hands-on dad, because no one ever says hands-on mum. but he is around a lot and he's very, very involved and we parent a lot together. So it was the first time he was going away for five days and I was a bit like, oh, how am I going to handle this? And my high is I am so freaking proud of myself for the way I handled it. The girls were great. We had the best time. It was epic weather. So we were outside like all long weekend. I nailed the cooking on my own, everything. And and there's so many people out there who are probably like, yeah, whatever, I do that week in, week out. But that was a different style of parenting to how I normally parent. And I actually really enjoyed like not being on anyone else's time. But I was very glad to see him when he came home. But yeah, I was just like, hats off to anyone out there who's single parents, but I'm going to take this opportunity to be proud of myself and reflect on the great job that I did. So both of our highs can be that we're fucking epic mums and we're nailing it. Good on you, Sophie. I'm glad to hear that. And what are your lows, babes? No, I said my low is my anxiety. Thanks for listening. I need another coffee. (laughs) No, you don't. You will be swearing your tits off if you have another coffee. All right, now let's get into this. This one's a bit of a funny one because it doesn't, I guess, have the same structure or question answer type situation that we normally do. We're just going to start off with some of our hot tips and then we'll finish off the episode with some questions and answers. Obviously, we're not experts on this. We're two people who feel like we have good friendship groups. It's something that seems to come up a lot. I get asked a lot on Instagram, like, how do you make friends that are also mums? How do you have time for friends when you have kids? And yeah, I thought that, well, we both thought that we I'm gonna put ask this you episode a question. together. Okay, go. Do you think that when you're out in a social setting, you are like really quite warming and open to random people and friends coming up to you that aren't your friends that want to be your friends? I think it depends. I think most of the time, yes. I have been told from friends that one feature of me that they like is that I'm quite welcoming. Like I feel like one characteristic of mine is that if I have a friend from this situation, I'm really good at then like bringing my friends together and meeting one another and that kind of thing. But I will say meeting new people and meeting new friends, it kind of depends what headspace I'm in. Like it depends if I'm with the girls while I'm there, how 
they're acting. Like Goldie's just started walking and I tried to catch up with some friends the other day at a cafe. Like my butt did not hit the seat the entire time I was there. So if I was meeting someone new, that would probably be a really difficult situation to get to know them because I literally did not sit down the entire time I was there. And I think sometimes I actually go through situations where I'm like, you know what, right now, my friend bank is full. And I know that sounds really, really harsh, but I'm someone who likes to invest time into quality friendships that I have rather than, you know, see each of my friends once every two months, but be seeing a different person Mm. every day. Do you know Mm. what I mean? And sometimes I do get to the point where I'm like, unless I meet someone and there is just an immediate spark and I cannot stop thinking about being their friend. I think it's okay to sometimes have that boundary and go, you know what, like friend bank's full. We can't take on any more friends right now. What do you think? Yeah, I'd have to say that I've always had since primary school one main friend who is pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Like they they know absolutely everything about me. I confide and I do whatever I need with that friend and I don't really have even like I have obviously close friends but there's always one best friend that takes up majority of my time and that's all I need when I meet new people I absolutely love meeting new people I love anyone like even if we're not trying to be friends if we have you know nice banter in a bookstore or if we if wherever I am I love to engage with people I love to joke I love to like the warmth and I like to befriend people that makes me feel good in terms of having a long-term friendship I find that I am quite hard to break into because I don't really spend a lot of time I guess, letting people in in my life to that extent. I'm very closed off. But on a, you know, a fun level, absolutely. I, I'm happy to have those conversations and happy to have, you know, the fun, like, oh, let's go to the park. Yeah, for sure. That's a lie. I don't actually go to the park with anyone. But um, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get what you mean. Well, I think you're saying that kind of your friend bank is full. With one friend. So I will have one friend and then I will have. And, but do you find over time that one friend changes? I have had two of those one friends my whole life. So I've literally had two best friends in 33 years. So from five years of age until 33, I'm nearly 34, I think, I've only had two best friends. Don't get me wrong, to the other friends who are my friends, they are my friends, but I just don't have as close relationship with them and I spend more quality time with that one person. Everyone's like, wow, can't wait to hear your tips on <laughs> No, I actually, no, because this, it will be interesting because I had to create and I had to find my new best friend when I moved to Byron Bay. So I had absolutely no friends when I moved mm. here. I had a six-month-old daughter, a boyfriend at the time. We were together for like six years and I had no idea idea what I was going to do, but we will get into how I made friends later. Do you want to start us off how you made friends? Sure. So 
I came to Byron Bay having absolutely no clue what I was going to do because I was working up until having a child, like nine till five or nine till six in the city. And every time I visited Byron with my partner, I would always go, I absolutely love this place, but it's just really slow paced. And I don't think I would ever be able to live here. And when we had Mia, he turned around and said, there's no better place to raise a child than Byron Bay. So I said, okay, let's go up and give it a go. So it took a lot of strength and decision-making for me to let go of my entire family who I'm really close with and move up here. And I did that and that was a struggle within itself. And I felt like as soon as we arrived in Byron, he wanted to pick up where he left off when he was living there. So there was a lot of surfing, catching up with friends. There was a lot of stuff that he was doing, but I felt like I was quite alone at home and just had me and my baby and no social group or anything. And I just didn't know where to start. So my auntie who was up at the time, I said, I know this sounds really weird and you're older than me, but how am I going to make friends here? Like, what do I actually do? I'm not sure where to start. And she said, you need to go on like a Facebook page or you need to go and find out mother's groups or you know how you can have like baby bounce at the library or you can have like there's different little Mm. things everywhere once you start Googling your community and knowing where things are. So I started going to baby bounce a little thing at the library where you took your child and you'd sing and read a book and they'd all scream and you'd go ha 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 and then I went there a few times and so the faces that I did see started to become more familiar faces and then we had conversations and then we sort of gelled the ones that you know you'd work out your personalities and go oh okay well I'm new and introduce myself slowly it didn't happen straight away and then I went to a a baby's group at the primary school where they crawled and they climbed on gym equipment. And I saw those faces in the same place with other mums. So then they introduced me to other mums that they knew. And then I started to get this feeling of, I don't know, finding who I am here. And I met my best friend who I call my wife and absolutely everything. It's a big joke to everyone because we do, we're inseparable and that's Sam. And Sam doesn't listen to this podcast because she doesn't have time for it, which is hilarious. So I will just keep talking <laughs> about her and she'll never can know. We, can you rag on her a bit then? Stop yeah. being so complimentary. I know. No, I've got nothing bad to say about her. She's amazing. She's actually my PA as well. So she ticks every box and more Poor except love. she's just not a male unfortunately, or fortunately, either way you want to take it. But we became friends. I also met another group of wonderful girls as well who were in those groups. And I started to form a relationship with them. And then from there, long story short, it has flourished and we've gone down different pathways, but I'm still friends with those people. My girls go to school with their children. And I think that every year or every like, I don't know, play group or sorry, daycare that you go to, you're always going to meet a new friendship because your children are deciding the pathways of who they want to be friends with. So then you're introduced to people that you wouldn't usually meet, if that makes sense. Totally. I, so many of the points I had, you've actually covered in that 
single story because one of the things I had and oh, I think great. we're done yeah we're done see you later one of the things that I had because it can be really unnatural and really awkward is that if you are wanting to make new friends especially if you have a new baby and I do think that when you have a new baby no matter how great your friendships are are before, it is really important to have some friends who have a baby of a similar age, especially for your first child. I think that it doesn't mean ditch your old friends, but it is really important, I think, to at least have one friend that you can chat to about the things that are happening in your life. And my number one tip is go where people have babies of that age. So as you said, if it's at the library, if it's mums and bubs yoga, if it's mums and bubs PT, and that kind of thing and go somewhere where you can repetitively see the same people and it makes your life so much easier. And the thing that I think that's awkward and unnatural is you have to loiter. You can't arrive as the class starts and leave as the class ends and expect that you're all of a sudden going to have a mummy dinner date next week. As you said, it takes weeks and sometimes it takes really seeing those faces over and over again and the first week it might be like an awkward smile. The second week it might be, oh, I'm going to introduce my name. But I think that you have to loiter and it's really awkward, but you have to do it. And another area that I would say to loiter, and I guess it's more if you live in a suburban area rather than in a regional area, but there's no easier friendship than a neighbor because the geographical distance between you means it's so easy to frequently see one another. So if you're someone who literally like drives into their house, drives into the garage, closes the garage behind them, gets out of the car. Like you're not giving yourself that opportunity to meet people that you could literally really effortlessly hang out with quite often. So like if there's a park near you, like walk to that park or ride your bike to that park so that you have that opportunity to like actually see your neighbors and stop and say hi. And because I think they're really easy people to be friends with. And then if you go to a park, you're likely to, you know, see the same people over and over again that live near you, who you can then become friends with. What do you think about that? Yeah, I I agree. And I almost think that it's easier for a parent to meet new people than it is an adult to meet new people because we have an excuse. Mm. We have a child. We already have a visible conversation. Totally. Absolutely. We, we, we can agree or we can relate It's like to. when you're a mum and you're getting your photo taken and you don't have your child with you and you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands now because I'm not holding my child. It's like use that baby. They drive you crazy. So you may as well use them to some form of advantage. <laughs> and if you're at a park and your baby or your child goes up to another child and, you know, you're getting a good vibe off that mother, follow your child. And then it's the easiest thing to be like, oh, how old is she or he? Oh, you know, as you say, there's such a conversation there already before being like, hey, what are your interests? Do you like this, this and this. I love like that. You can, it's just so easy to talk about children to start with. And another point I had is that because I do think it's really important to, especially as a first-time mum, have friends who have kids of the same age, I think there's less need to focus on you sharing lots of the same interests 
at the start. I think that when you're making friends as an adult, you know, like at uni or whatever, you're like trying to find people that have similar interests to you because you're going to be like hanging out and doing stuff together. I think that you need to know inevitably as a mum, you're likely to hang out with your other mum friends with your kids. And while I'm not saying talk about your kids all the time, it can sometimes help when you're making friends to lower that expectation of sharing all these same interests and just go, you know what, this person is going to be a great support because we have kids who are the same age and that's where the friendship can begin. And then you're not putting these expectations on yourself that like, oh, I'm trying to think of interests. I can't even think of what my own freaking interests are. Like I'm trying to be like, oh, what's a hobby? I can use this as an example. And I'm like, I can't even think of a hobby that I have. But I think it's it kind of takes the pressure off when you're like, you know what, we can work out our interests later. And I think sometimes as mums, you get into new hobbies and develop new interests after you become a mum anyway. So, But also don't be, don't be picky. So if you are in a new area or you are a first time mother and you, you know, you meet a few friends like with children the same age and you're like, oh, I don't know if, you know, they'd be my forever friend. Enjoy the company and the conversations because I feel like you learn a lot from other people who aren't like you and you will get to a point when you branch out and meet other people over time that you will find your people, the people that you will have for a very long time in your life. Yeah. But it's also a part of the whole journey to appreciate these people because I've learned meeting so many people who are so not like me, they've taught me so many things about myself. Mm. that I'm so glad that I've been able to understand and witness. So that's been a big thing. The other thing that we are very grateful and lucky for in this day and age is social media. If you find people in your area that you know live there, you can message them on Instagram. You can communicate that way first. That's another way of actually, if you are an introvert, trying to get in subtly without being an extrovert in real life first. So it's it's quite a nice way to comment and do things that way than you're nodding. So I'm going to say, what are you nodding for? No, I agree. Because one of the questions was, how do you ask for someone's number or their contact details? And I think social media makes that so much easier because nowadays you really only need to know someone's name to be able to get into contact with them. So it's kind of like, I mean, I've not dated for a really long time, but I know there's a tactic out there that we've never um, been able to have Tinder so I know. I'm seriously. I'd love to swipe. Oh my left god, and right I am just s- for the fun of it. I am so glad that I never had to deal with Tinder. And kudos out there to anyone who met their match on Tinder, but it is not for me. So I'm glad I missed out out on that. But I've heard that there's this tactic. On, One of my best friends did. Oh, it, it, like I've got lots of friends who Shay. met their partner on to, um, Tinder. It's definitely a legitimate way to meet someone. But there's this thing that you that apparently people do on Instagram where like say it's a heterosexual relationship and the guy is interested in the girl, like the guy will give the girl a follow and then they'll like like a couple of their pictures and then they'll start every now and again commenting on a picture. And, and then they'll go, oh, my God, he likes something like 45 weeks back. Okay, that's creepy. Go back go back four weeks. Don't go 45 weeks. But I think that mum friends can do that too. It's like, you know, if you want to have more of that subtle approach, like give someone a follow, give someone a like, write back to their stories every now and again, and maybe start putting in things about yourself that then the person can relate to and it can turn into a discussion rather than just like 
cute. Be like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. My daughter, who's a similar age, does that too. Oh, you were at this beach. We were there yesterday. How beautiful was it? And your conversation can go from there and can actually turn into a discussion. Hey, can I take back what I was saying before of only having one friend? That's not true. I want to say that the way that I have my friendships lined up is in a pyramid, right? So I've got one person in the top block and then I have probably five or ten in the next block and then it starts to trickle out and I think that's the best way to describe my friendship circle and you know all of these people that I meet are definitely at the bottom of the pyramid which is still in there but then there's ones on social media who are above that one if we're going from the ground up now wow Jade you're off your head today and in that group I have a really good circle of friends in there because these are the people I sometimes don't even, I've never met or whatever, but I do speak to them on a daily basis, which is awesome. And then you have your your next ones that you do see every now and then. And look, at the end of the day, we're all parents. We are so busy. And if you are a parent that works as well, like the time that we are able to see each other is very rare. I don't have hardly any time to do anything but see my best friend, Sophie, and my family. And then if we can throw in a few, you know, good friends over the weekend, then we're so super stoked but it is it's really hard to find time quick question where on the pyramid am i yeah so you actually are in the second pyramid i'm a bottom feeder you're right at, you're a pleb oh, at the bottom you. that's you're beautiful. just an instagram you were actually in the instagram realm down the bottom well that's how we met you and brought that's yourself say, all the like, way to the top see yeah yeah look at me social climb but that, i was gonna say that's an example of you and i we yes. got chatting on instagram we felt like Loved we each were other. giving off a similar vibe, developed girl crushes for one another, met up on a date, were nervous that we weren't going to get on in real life and look at us now. I have to put up with you every fucking week so be careful what you wish for. Absolutely. See, you guys have to be really careful. Sometimes you might find the one and then you realise, fuck, I don't know if that's the right but uh, Love you, Sophie. My life was better before. Should we go into some questions? No, I'm well, one more. Okay. Another one that I think takes the pressure off and lowers your expectation is catching up in groups. So if you're someone who finds like meeting someone for the first time quite awkward, well, or even if you don't, it just means like, you bring along, if you've got a mum friend and they've got a mum friend, you can go, hey, like my friend's going to come too. Do you want to bring so-and-so? And then you can all meet up together. Your chances of finding someone you really gel with are higher. There's more people, you know, if you're sleep deprived and you're struggling to make small chit chat, like there's other people to bounce off there. I think that really takes the pressure off. And it also means that then if like, you know, one or two people bail, the cat up is still likely to go ahead and that kind of thing. I think that really helps. And I think also being open to blind mum dates really helps. One of my good friends who had her first baby around the same time that I had my first baby, she was working as a doctor at the time and I was working as a doctor at the time. And someone we both knew was like, hey, my friend Emmy is about to have a baby soon and she's a doctor at a different hospital. I think you guys would have a lot in common or a lot to catch up on 
on. And so we agreed to go on a bit of a blind date together. Oh, that's nice. And sure, you're putting yourself out there, but it was really great. And we became great friends from that. But if you weren't comfortable with that situation, a way that you could make it more comfortable is to say, oh, I'm going to also bring this friend. Do you want to bring that friend? And that's kind of what ended up happening. And our group ended up being like eight or so mums that had babies all at the same time, but none of us really knew one another before. But we all came together and it didn't matter if we had all the exact same interests. We were just bouncing off one another. Another tip would be if you didn't want to do that and bring someone because you don't have someone, another great thing would be find a location that's a real mutual ground. Like here in Byron Bay, we have the farm and it's a real, I think that it's a real Mm. breaker. Actually, this is where Sophie and I met because you have all this, I guess, you've got parks and you've got things to do with your children. So you don't have these awkward silences because you have, you can be so busy. Oh, let's go and check out this. The kids will probably want to go have a swing or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a nice icebreaker. So if it's not that, it might be the park or it might be at a little Jimbaroo or whatever the, what is a Jimbaroo? I don't even know what I said that. Somewhere where your kids can be kids so that you're not constantly, like I feel like if you're in a cafe trying to strap them into a high chair, you're too busy focusing on that. Like get a takeaway coffee and go somewhere else so that your kids can be kids and you have the best opportunity to actually have a conversation. And also while we're on it, honesty. Like if you're tired and you had a, a shit night, like don't sit there and be a whinger. But like <laughs> I'm not telling people how to talk and how to make friends. Like be real. I guess I am. But, yeah, just be real. Just say I had a shocker of a night because they probably really want to hear it because they had one and then you guys already have something that you can agree on, shit sleep and shit kids. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think people also want to be heard. So it's like if they've had a shit night, you can relate to them but don't just like go straight into like advice territory. Like just hear them out. Yeah, just like hold back on the advice. Do you know what I had when I was pregnant? Because I was the first out of, well, a lot of my friends and I was the only one that was pregnant at the time. So I didn't know what to do. I found this app and I can't remember what it is and it doesn't matter anymore because we have social media, but it was sort of before Instagram became so like community-based and mum-friendly and blah, blah, blah. And it was just this little conversation where you had the same women that were pregnant at the same time, like the same gestation, mm. and then that led to them giving birth. And they, they actually weren't in my lo- like in my area, I think somewhere overseas, but it was really nice to, even though they weren't physically here with me and they didn't know me I could secretly write in you know oh is it normal to have like my nipple bleeding while breastfeeding after birth and I had people feeling the same thing and at the same time and we could all communicate so that was a really nice way of having friends who you never actually met but you had the support there. I've just had an idea I think a few days after this episode goes live, we should do a post and people can post on there like, I'm 36 weeks pregnant with my first baby. I live in Byron Bay. Great idea. Who wants to be friends? And people can comment on them and then catch up in their DMs. Like we don't need to moderate every catch up and we're not responsible for if you guys like one another or if the person's a creep. But I think that could be a nice way of bringing people together. Definitely. And my last 
last bit of advice, not that we're closing the segment, but the biggest thing that you should all do really, and if you're listening, you're already halfway there, is listen to the podcast, this one, Beyond the Bump, (laughs) because this is where you will feel less alone. This is where you will feel supported. We are your friends. We may not see you, but we hear you and we love you. That's lovely, but I want you to have real friends too. (laughs) Yeah, have some real friends. Let's get into some questions. Do you think you can remain as close with your friends who don't have kids once you have kids? No. Oh, yes. I do think you can. I think that if you don't expect to have all this new conversation about motherhood to that friend and you find a mum friend to have that conversation with, you can maintain that friendship. I have a really close girlfriend of mine and she's in Melbourne and we rarely see each other obviously these days, but I find her one of my closest, dearest friends. And as soon as we catch up, she has no kids still seven years down the track of, you know, me having children, we hit it off. We have the best relationship. We like, I absolutely adore her. And I think my take on that is I don't bombard her with all my kid crap. I actually use her as a switch off mode Escape. where we, yeah. yeah. So I can have that friend and see her in a light that I'm like, wow, I don't have to talk about wiping asses with her. I can talk about like going out for drinks and having fun and talking about other things in life, which I'm not sure what they are, but you know what I mean. (laughs) What about you? I agree with you. I think there's an inevitability that the relationship is going to change in some ways. I think that is inevitable. And I also am a strong believer that it's totally fine if some of your friendships are a seasonal thing, like friendships are going to come and go. And I don't think that you should just remain friends with someone because you've known that person for 13 years or whatever. But I, yeah, I still have really close friends who don't have kids, but I just think it's inevitable there's going to be changes. I think it's impossible for a person who doesn't have children to truly understand what having children is like and the all-consuming nature of that. But I don't think they have to understand that to be your friend. The only time I get frustrated is that now that I am a mum, I find it really frustrating when people don't respect my time because I already have two people that like my life has to work around. So when other people, do you know what I mean? Like I think that yeah, can be like one of those things. Yeah, like me twenty minutes ago you... when I was taking up your time with the um <laughs> with my tech No, that is not an example. But I think that's one of those <laughs> things that before you have kids, you can't quite comprehend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, this is the other thing. You you don't ever know until you are a parent and a mother, and there is this sensitive side that comes out. You get really like. I don't know, you get real standoffish and you get real like, oh, you know, I can't believe this is the thing that my husband had a real hard time addressing as a dad. His friends didn't have children and his time was precious. So when he would make a, you know, he'd make a date with his friend and say, oh, let's go surfing or let's play golf. And then last minute they go, oh, sorry, mate, I'm too tired. He'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I have only Mm. got this window of opportunity. You 
have your whole life. And I had to actually say, babe, you've got to understand that they aren't a parent. They don't understand like the structure. They can just go for a surf tomorrow. They can and they don't get it. So you can't be mad at them because they don't understand. You need to find another way of coping with that. And I guess because he loves them and I love my friends and you want to spend time with them, you do get cranky because you're like, that was my only time to get a chance to hang out with you and you've just blown it because you're tired. But yeah, I just think that you have to find the positive in all those aspects to try and make it work. Otherwise, you're going to be a miserable piece of shit. Totally. And I actually, in hindsight, realized this and I was away for two nights for a friend's 30th and another one of our friends was there and she has two children that are older than mine and then one child who's the same age as Poppy. But when Nick and I got married, she stayed away for two nights where we got married. And obviously at the time I didn't have kids. I didn't know what went into having two kids looked after for an entire weekend. But I did that for my other friend's 30th when we were there. So while we were away at the 30th, I turned to her and I said, Gria, I just want to let you know, I know it's nearly five years down the track, but holy shit, I appreciate what you must have had to yeah, like logistically what you had to do to get two nights away to come and celebrate our wedding and I did not understand at the time but I understand now so even if it's in hindsight thank your friends <laughs> and yeah and definitely thank your friends and I think even when you're not the person with the child and you're listening to this I'm not sure why but you should be and that's great <laughs> but if you are that friend be supportive of them like yeah you, you don't have to understand what being a parent is like but if you like my girlfriend that I'm talking about in Melbourne, she'll always be like, oh, I know how hard it would be for you to get down here, but I'm just letting you know I miss you. And I know that you are absolutely manic with kids, so you can't reply right now. But like she always gives me the option to have time to respond because she, I guess, respects me enough to you know, she knows I've got a different life. She's not in it. She doesn't understand it, but she respects me enough. So that's important. How do you respect different parenting philosophies? The person wrote in saying, i.e. I have a friend who's an anti-vaxxer. Okay. I don't like getting involved in other people's business and I feel like, you know, each to their own as a parent especially, you are raising your own children your own way and just because I'm doing it one way does not mean everyone should be doing it the way I am. I have a in this area plenty of mum friends and dad friends that are anti-vaxxers if we're going to talk about that, you know, as a topic. And it means nothing. Like I guess when your kids are babies, yes, it is a little bit different because you have to – I don't know, with catching up and sicknesses, it's a little bit different, but I just tend to, I don't know, I just, I don't find those issues my issues. I like them as a friend and and we do things. I completely agree. Yeah, but there are friends that I know that can't get along with vaxxers or anti-vaxxers or the opposite to what they are. So everyone is different, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. I'm just one of those people that like, even though... I'm from a medical background. I could count on one hand the amount of times that vaccination has even come up as a discussion while hanging out with other mums. Like I wouldn't even be 100% sure who of my mum friends have vac unless they've literally said, I've come here from the doctor, da-da-da, getting their injections. Like I couldn't even confidently tell you which ones of them vaccinate their kids and who don't. And I just, I think some, 
I mean, everyone has different priorities in terms of like, you know, I would like to have friends that share similar values as me, but like those kinds of things are like, oh, do you like being outdoors with your kids? Do you speak somewhat nicely around your children? It's those kind of things rather than like, do you ever feed your child chocolate? Like, does your child ever get screen time? And I think you've just got to pick your battles about what things are truly important to you and what aren't. And I I think that's probably personal for each person. How do you and would you distance yourself from a mum of friends you don't align well with? I think there's no easier time than being a mum that you can distance yourself (laughs) from other people. (laughs) I don't think I've ever consciously distanced myself from another mum, but there's definitely times where it's just happened. And I think it's one of those things that once you become a parent, your life is so busy that if someone isn't high up in your priorities, it's just going to happen. But I think it also depends what the issue is and what kind of person you are. Like if it was something that I was having a massive issue with, or I was worried about the safety of the child or the well-being of the mother, I would talk to them about that and say, listen, like this is making me feel uncomfortable. Is everything okay? So I think it's like with the previous question, it kind of depends what the issue is. And I think it's either up to you if you want to be honest and say, I don't think that, you know, like this is working or it's very easy as a mum to just distance yourself and have things on. It is. It's very easy to do that and make excuses. But I think that what I've learnt being a mother and a human over the past few decades. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) What a weird way to start the sentence. I have learned that I actually, when I have an issue with someone, I didn't really like confrontation. So instead of addressing the problem, I would simply just leave it in my chest and just ignore it and then probably end the relationship. Whereas I've now grown to understand that it is important for me and my mental health to address things that need to be addressed. Because if I don't do that, it will always stick with me and I'll never know. And also on top of that, they don't know. And if they don't know, how can they fix it? So if you are honest and you said, hey, I've just got this thing in my head and this has been annoying me, but I I need to let you know because I actually do, you know, I just need to get it off my chest. Whether or not you want to be friends with them or not, I think it's respectful for yourself and to that person for them to understand the reasoning behind your issues. And I think it's all about your approach because I think it's, you know, a a mother doesn't want to feel like she's doing something wrong, like we doubt ourselves enough as it is. So it's all just about the approach, I think. But again, that's a case by case scenario. Best way to organize a catch up with multiple mates who have different schedules. I mean, this is a hard one as well, because you're all on different timelines. But I think just planning out like Sunday or Tuesday, you're all free. I mean, realistically, someone's going to get a cold at some point during that time. So someone's going to cancel. But I think the benefit of having multiple people catching up is that you're always going to have at least some someone there to catch up with. Yeah. And I think someone, if it's like in a group message, for example, someone just has to take charge. So someone has to say, all right, we're catching up on Tuesday in two weeks time. Who can come? Because if you go, oh, what dates over the next two weeks, the conversation will go on forever trying to organise something and nothing will ever be organised. And all of a sudden you'll realise you're six months down the track and no one's seen anyone. That's really true. 
Next question. You see someone in real life that you recognize and vibe with on Insta. How do you reach out without being creepy? I think you need to say something straight away. I personally don't particularly like if I've been having an interaction with someone for like 25 minutes, not knowing. Look, and I do not think of myself as an Instagram celebrity at all, but in the times that it has happened, I like when people just say it straight away. I don't find it creepy. It's like I've made a decision to put my life on social media. So why is it creepy if someone with good intentions follows? And so I would actually rather, you know, if my child's playing next to their child and I come up and say hi, I would probably rather they say that straight away than get 25 minutes into the interaction and them then say it. How do you feel? For me, I don't mind either way. And I am an Instagram celebrity. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but I've had, like I've been at the farm and someone's come up to me and said, hey, I just, I feel a bit embarrassed, but I just feel like I follow your podcast and I follow you on Instagram. And I just wanted to say hello. And I absolutely love when people do that because I, you know, it's a compliment. It's a compliment that someone has the courage to come up to you and tell you that they like you and they like what they see and what they hear. And I think that's the biggest compliment that I can get. The other thing is I also don't mind having a conversation and me not knowing if they know who I am or not, because I'm going to be exactly the same as like any outcome that I'm given. And I do get people go home and then they go, oh, I actually knew who you were. I I um, was just too afraid to say it. That's all right. Like, I, I don't mind if you don't, you know, you don't want to tell me that you know me and we can just pretend it. But the only thing is, you know, I end up just probably, you know, saying stuff that you really already know. So it's a waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> Not for me. Do you remember that one time that we were in an unnamed supermarket and the manager came up and recognized me from recipes and she's like oh my god my sister will be so jealous because she always zooms in and takes pictures of you at the Mullumbimby markets with your kids and sends them to me. Do you remember I was with you? No. Are you sure it was me? Yes. I don't think so. We were at Byron Bay and the manager came up to us. Yes, I do remember now that you said it. Yeah, so just don't take pictures of someone and their children. That is definitely overstepping the mark. (laughs) How do you not compare your children to their children? Um, That's a very hard question because I think that comes down to parenting as well. And I think that stems to like either you going – it's very easy to judge children and judge other people's parenting. But I think that you can't compare your child to another person's child because they simply aren't the same person. It's like you can't compare yourself with your friend and you can't compare your mum with your friend's mum. Like it's just stupid. You can definitely have things to say about their child or, you know, your child. But at the end of the day, like it's just what's the point? What is the actual point? And I do get in that first year of life, it can be really easy to go like, oh my gosh, that baby's sitting and my baby's not sitting or that baby's walking and my baby's not walking. But just know like they all develop at completely different rates. They've all got their own personalities. There's not one way to be smart. I feel like nowadays, finally, we're embracing that like book smart or school smart is not the only way to be smart. So yeah, like your child is going to have their skills. Your child is going to have their own weaknesses and go and watch the episode of Bluey called baby race and you'll feel better. (laughs) Mum actually said to me yesterday, she was saying, oh Mia, you've got to go to uni. And I was like, 
mum, I didn't go to uni. And she's like, yeah, but you should have. And I said, well, why? Because what I'm doing now, I don't need a degree for. And she said, yeah, but like, it's just nice to have something to fall back on. I go, but you didn't even go to uni. I said, I think that you want something like this is something that you've always wanted to do for yourself. So you want either me to do it or now me to do it. And she was like, oh no, but that's a thing of comparing and wanting people to do certain things. And it doesn't mean just because you're not doing a uni degree, you're going to be any less smart or not smart or successful or financially or successful Correct. or anything. Totally. Okay. And this would be the last one and probably the most important question. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but go for it. How do you ask if they want to drink wine with you without sounding like an alcohol? <laughs> Was this directed to me? One of our lovely listeners just sent it in. I can't help that. I'm not making any okay. judgments on it. Do you know what? Let's be serious. One, find out if they're into drinking. It doesn't mean if they like to drink a lot, but if they like to drink, if you can incorporate that into, hey, yeah, let's, I don't think you're ever going to sound like an alcoholic. I mean, for God's sake, you're not saying, hey, let's go have a bender. You're saying, let's go and have a catch up and have a drink. Let's go to the park and maybe we can bring a wine or, you know, do you drink? Blah, blah, blah. I think that it is a nice way of saying that you want to take that friendship as a mother to mother further and make it more personable than just having your children there. That's the way I see it. Yeah. If it's 9am and you're like pulling a bottle of wine out of your bag and you've got two straws, that might look a certain way. But I think you just throw into conversation, you know, once you've got to know one another well enough at that first superficial level, you know, if someone's getting along with you, they probably want to catch up with you without their kid as well, because there's only so deep you can go with someone while you've got what I call the third eye on watching that the child doesn't fall off the slide. So I feel like it's not, you just throw it in. Do you want to go for a drink sometime? And also it's self-care. So, you know, why don't we leave the kids at home alone? I mean, leave the kids at home with their, <laughs> with their dads or their mums or whoever, and let's go and have some fun. Let's have some self-care time and catch up and get, you know, Reacquaintance. So good. Well, who knows if that was helpful yeah, or not, not, but we know. hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, let us know if you try out any of our tips and now have a lifelong friend. And yeah, we'll get a post up and you can all make little mates on there. And we hope you enjoy. We hope our unsolicited advice is very helpful. <laughs> Thanks, legends. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.